All right, guys. Um, so welcome to the uh, podcast, uh, Taylor. Um, so Taylor, t- tell us a little bit about uh, what you do um, in uh, real estate. Yeah, man, really appreciate you guys having me on the show and uh, excited to be here and talk about some of our experiences. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know me, my name is Taylor Pugh. Me and my business partner, Ed Pugh, operate a real estate investment company in Charlotte, North Carolina, primarily. We also own a number of small businesses that all kind of feed into the real estate model. Uh, we got started a while back now, actually about 10, 10 years ago, we bought our first house and duplex, but we weren't really what we would call real estate investors. We were both uh, active duty in the Marine Corps at the time. Okay. And it was just the opportunity to you know, pick up property. We've always been excited about real estate, but we say that our journey really began in 2014. I, uh, I moved to Charlotte and Ed had been relocated here through a work uh, move. And so we both lived here and like a, like a number of people in your audience, I was, uh, I was actually fired once and then I was laid off twice by the same company in two weeks, which is a fun story in itself. Oh, wow. And uh, man, I, I, was doing, I was doing pretty well for myself. I had $2.87 to my name and uh, my car got repossessed. Oh. And I kind of thought to myself, you know, this failing thing is easy and anyone can do it. And um, I just said, man, there's got to be another way. At that time, I had uh, somebody that I consider a mentor in real estate. She's a millionaire in real estate. And um, I just told her, I didn't care what you needed done. Just tell me what to do and where to go. So I'd go pick up paint. I'd go check on contractors. I'd go, you know, any number of things that she needed I'd go do and then in the meantime guess what I got to ask her questions about real estate so not only was she paying me you know uh, I think it was 15 whole dollars an hour so I was getting like a runner fee so I was getting paid to hang out with a millionaire and ask her questions about real estate and it literally changed my life oh wow that's that's incredible man yeah. uh, you know a simplify by the way, uh, I served five years in the Marine Corps as well. So, oh, Semper Fi, brother. We'll, we'll talk about that offline, but uh, thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah, you as well. Guys. Yeah, both of you. Thank you, guys. Um, so um, t- tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what your family life is like, um, you know, uh, and what kind of work you current, well, not work, but what do you currently do now? Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm married. I have a little... Uh, what is he now? I'm going to get in trouble if I misstate this. So, um, I have a little 16 month old. And so that's obviously a, a joy and excitement. Um, me and me and my wife have been married for five years and, uh, she, if I can caveat one thing to, to all of your listeners, whoever's on your team with you, man, they need to be on your team. If you go home at night and your significant other is not supporting you in this journey specifically, you either, either need to quit the journey or find someone else to, to hang out with because it is so important to have someone supportive in your life that helps you get where you're going. And, uh, you know, there's, there's statistics out there and I, I read a ton, but there's statistics about, Hey, if you're married, your net worth is two and a half times larger than a single individual doing the same thing and you know, that type of stuff. But, um, yeah, we're, I've been married five years. We have a little dude. We go on vacation probably twice a year is kind of our average. We, we love to cruise. And so uh, we're just going on one, they count down to 30 days. So we'll be going on one in 30 days. And, 
what I do now is just continue to build the portfolio, right? That my job is to build. And we can go into some of the, some of the things that weren't my job that I was doing that slowed down my business, but we'll get into that a little later. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so initially, um, how did you really get started in, in the real estate? I, I understand you met the uh, investor uh, woman. Um, so, you know, you got a lot, I guess you got a lot of good tips and advices and things like that. And then, um, I guess, what's the next step after that? Like, how did you get into the actual real estate? You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention like intentional brainwashing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's a motivational video out there. It's called as bad as you want to breathe by Eric Thomas. Yes. You're going to watch That's it. You got to watch awesome. one where yeah. it's got the, the uh, athlete doing like pushups on like some AstroTurf. That's the one to watch. It's like eight minutes long. I intentionally brainwashed myself with that audio for like two months straight. That was the only audio I listened to when I was in the car, when I was at, you know, when I was running around, when I was at home, I'd have had, I would have headphones in and that's all I would listen to. So, uh, you know, the mindset's a big piece. Once you get that in the heading in the right direction, uh, I went out driving for dollars and I would door knock pre foreclosures. And, uh, you know, I was either ignorantly or intelligently, I, I didn't know how to fail at it. And so I just was, I'm, I'm going to go do this because I'm, I'm already dead broke. I can't be any worse off. So I, I started wholesaling, right? Wholesaling some, some pre foreclosures, abandoned houses, you know, vacant houses, that type of thing. And then finally I got to a deal where there was a lot of spread in it. Um, and so we bought, I found a deal where I could buy it for 35 grand. Okay. And um, you know, that's the wrong number. Sorry. Our buy was 55 grand. The wholesaler's fee was 35. So the owner got 20, wholesaler got 35, our total purchase was 55. And then we put another 90 into that. So all in were at 130 or 145. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we sold for something like 220. Wow. And so I oh. knew there was a huge spread on the deal. So as opposed to taking, you know, a small fee of like five grand up front, mm-hmm. this one I presented that I was looking for partners with. And so as opposed to just taking my small fee, I said, guys, I'm in for the ride on this. Let me be a partner on the deal. Let me watch what you do. So we brought a, I brought a funding partner in to purchase it. And then I helped um, project manage the deal. And so we, uh, we actually brought in a contractor to do the actual work because it's like literally structural work. The day after closing, there was a huge rainstorm and we walk in and the foundation had buckled. Um, uh, well, we, we knew we were going to do work on the foundation. So it wasn't a surprise, okay. Okay. but um, my contractor calling me, telling me, Hey, I'm on the way to Lowe's now, because if I don't get to Lowe's in the next hour, the house is going to collapse. Be on your way to Lowe's, do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that was a, a fun adventure. Um, I took the profits from that plus just other things I was doing after that. And we started rolling into um, single family homes. So my first house was this little single family home that rented for, um, well, we bought it rented for 600. And then we went to the tenant and asked them, Hey, if, if I'm repaired, it had window AC units, which are really inefficient for the tenant, right? It, yep. it gives them a high energy bill. So we went to him and said, Hey, if we put in an HVAC, can we raise the rent? And so here's a, a, a ninja trick for anyone listening to the podcast. If you're going to do this, have the tenant agree to the, the rent increase up front, get it in writing. And so we had them sign the lease as if the AC had been repaired. And then I put a line item where I said, every day the HVAC isn't installed, you pay a prorated rent. And that prorated rent happened to magically match 
what their previous rent was. <laughs> we basically had them agree to it. And the cool part was we had it installed instantly. Um, that tenant actually was doing some work for us at another property we were picking up at the same time. So they're out working at a property for us, hard days work in the sun. And I, I walked into their house where we put the HVAC in and I cranked it as far down as it would go. Cause I wanted them to walk in and be like, Oh my gosh, is it cold in here? <laughs> so, um, you know, they get home from a hard day's work and walking into a 20 or 30 degree difference is really exciting. It was cool to see that tenant didn't talk to me again for another 18 months. They paid rent. I got it. I got paid exactly. And I didn't have to talk to them one more time. And, and you guys know from uh, holding property that there's some tenants like that. And there's other tenants on the other spectrum that you talk to, you know, twice a week. <laughs> and so uh, it, it was a fun way to get started. But funny story. I'm uh, just going to add real quick. I have a tenant uh, on a four unit and uh, he's got an old AC central air and it broke down. And uh, so I own this property with my dad and, and uh, my dad doesn't speak you know, English very well. And then we, we basically came up with the same exact idea. We said, hey, look, we'll increase your rent for $100 a month and, you'll, and then we'll replace your central air AC system. And he said no to that. <laughs> okay. So he, he ended up putting all window ACs in after that. Huh. The, the tenant put in windows ACs. Yeah, the, the tenant, he did it himself. So he's got a, he's got a perfectly working central, uh, well, not central air, but hot air system. The yep. hot air still works fine, no problem. But the condenser is no good. So, so the AC doesn't work. Huh. And so he just put in window units. At, he, he, he said, no, I don't want to go up. How many window units does he have? Three? He's got three, yeah. Okay, at $250 a piece, he spent $750 when he could have just had a, a comfortable, and that's not counting the increase in, in um, energy bill. Yeah, right. So the other side, we've had something similar as well. And so another caution to anyone listening, I had a tenant call me once, and I don't often buy condos. I, I just don't like them. Um, mm -hmm. HOAs can be really difficult and, and all sorts of things, but we, we got a steal of a deal on a condo and um, the tenant calls me and says the AC HVAC is not working. Mm -hmm. um, let me preface this with in the master bedroom, there is not a ceiling fan for some reason. And, and I'm a fan of putting ceiling fans everywhere. They just, they, they make comfort of life better. When he moved in, I had offered to put up a ceiling fan for him because I felt like there wasn't enough airflow in the, in the condo. And he's like, no, I don't want to be bothered. It was literally like, he, he didn't want me to ever come over. So he, he calls me and says, hey, the HVC is not working. So I, I'm like, okay, I'll come over. So I come over and he's, um, it's warm to start with, but he's got all the burners on the stove on, all of them. And the, <laughs> the oven on and open, because what he's trying to do is heat the apartment up as much as he can to show how little the HVAC is working. So, so I, I, I happened to walk into the kitchen, not, not intending to, but Hey, do you know this on? And he's kind of embarrassed that I caught him with it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I was just, you, you caught me as I was taking something out of the oven. Okay. <laughs> so, um, then we, uh, I walk over to the HVAC and I crank it as far down as I go and I click it over to cold and I walk over to the vent and put my hand up and it is ice cold. And I'm like, looks like it's working just fine. Um, I then come to the understanding that there, like I had suggested, there wasn't enough airflow. And so I offered to buy him one of those 
deflector things that you put on the vents first of all right so it'll push air in a direction and so we the challenge we came up with was buy the deflector and then get the ceiling fan and, and that would fix it and he was happy with that but it's funny the challenges and the the lengths that some tenants will go to uh, when when a simple hey taylor i'd love it if you fix this would have solved the problem he, he yeah. actually would call me literally every Saturday morning and try to have these in-depth in -depth conversations with me. And I'm like, bro, you're my tenant. Please tell me where the violation of the lease is and we can talk. Other than that, I have nothing to talk to you about. <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind of funny. Like uh, one of my tenants uh, finally got her evicted a couple months, like maybe two months ago. Um, she was telling me how the heat wasn't working. And then I, so I go to the unit and everything like that. I go to her bedroom. Um, and then I noticed like one of her windows is slightly open and she's like, yeah, the heat's not working that well. So then I come in, I forget, I bought one of those like little temperature things to see what the room temperature was. The lasers. Yeah. Those and, great. Yeah. And, um, long story short, I go there, I check and forget what, what's the standard. It was like something like 68 or 69 or 70, something like that is like the lowest it could be. I checked and it was like 73 and I'm like, yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't mean to make this about tenants and HVAC stuff, but yeah, we've had other ones that, um, you know, it's 102 degrees outside. Well, it's only 85 in my unit. Okay, so your AC is compensating by 20 degrees. Sounds like you're getting a win. You know, they, your AC is not built to run your, your house automatically at 62 every day. That just, that's not how ACs work. And um, so it's an interesting, you know, it's always that give and take of when am I being taken advantage of and when, when's my responsibility to take care of somebody? Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, Taylor, now uh, question, when you got started in real estate, like what interested you about real estate? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd read a couple books and I, uh, I read all the time now, so I couldn't tell you which couple I had read, but basically every person that I considered to be rich, you know, had, had built it through real estate. And there's the, the quote out there that's thrown around and I don't know where it originated, but you know, nine out of 10 millionaires did it through real estate. And I, I'd like to believe I'm a pretty smart dude and man, if they could do it, I could too. And it's funny that now that I'm in real estate, I don't ever do over fifth grade math. I don't ever do write, you know, I don't write novels. We fill out simple contracts. We, we pick up a phone and talk to people and I do simple math. And because of that, I get rewarded. And, you know, we, people are, is real estate hard? No, real estate is not hard. What we do is extremely simple. You just have to be committed to do it over and over and over again. And a lot of people aren't willing to take that, that over and over again. I was at a networking event this morning and a kid tells me, I put out two offers last week. Okay, well, that's why you don't have a deal this week. You didn't talk to enough sellers. You know, <laughs> if you went out and you, this is my recommendation for anyone getting started. Go drive for dollars until you have 50 leads today. I don't care how long that takes. Go get you 50 leads today. Go take your 50 leads and put them in an Excel spreadsheet today. And then get them skip traced. If you have a delayed skip trace where you're not going to get the, um, numbers back to like tomorrow, then, then call yesterday's list. But if you can get them back today, call them today. And if you did that every day, you would be successful. No doubt in my mind, you'd have a deal in two weeks.
Mm. Yeah, no, that it, it makes sense. You know, it's all a numbers game. Like you send out, let's say, a hundred offers. Uh, you know, like this week, maybe you'll get fifty responses. Of those, some of them will counter, maybe like twenty, and then you know, of those that make sense, maybe ten. Then, of course, getting it under, or you know, doing inspections, maybe five get to it, uh, where you do that, and then maybe out of everything, you get one, two deals. And you so, got the two deals you needed. The yeah. the deal I'm closing on Friday. You know, when you type in a, an address on uh, Google, it'll bring up normal. That first link is a Zillow link, right? Yes. So Ninja Trick for anyone in in most markets. If you go to that Zillow link and you scroll down to where it says price and tax history, it'll link you straight to the tax site for that county, almost anywhere in the country. Really? Yeah. So I had done that for um, the house I was looking up. And what I didn't notice is that it had accidentally switched the address on me, right? It was close enough that it'd say, hey, the closest link and it had given me a different address. I ended up mm -hmm. calling them and getting that house under contract. So then when I went <laughs> back to actually see the house, I was like, this house isn't on my lead sheet. And uh, fun fact is that they actually did really need to sell. They've got some medical stuff we're helping with, but it's man, it's amazing how you just stumble into opportunity when you're looking for it. Exactly. That's never happened to me. <laughs> it will. It will. You, you'll be at the, uh, you'll be at the gas station and someone will say, you know, something about real estate and you, you know, just have the card and be available and, and make sure everyone knows what you do. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, pretty simple for a lot of people to know what I do just when I'm driving my car because uh, I have a I have a car. Can you step outside real quick? Yeah, yeah. We, we need to see it on the stream. stream. Step outside. Hold oh, yeah. Give me a second. Uh. Sorry for the detour here, everyone, but this yeah. is important. There we go. There Ooh. is the boom. Yeah. So how, how you missed that? <laughs> yeah, you cannot miss that. By the way, when his phone blows up, I took no, uh, I took no uh, responsibility for this. I love well, that rap, man. Thank you. You guys did a good job on that. That's a really nice rap. Thank you, thank you. And and he's right in front of Home Depot getting smoke detect, getting carbon monoxide detectors for a property we're uh, trying to sell. I love it, man. That's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's taking care of people when you can and then solving problems for everyone else. Um, you know, we're, we're not real estate people. Actually we're, we're problem solvers. The mm -hmm. item we use to get value for what we do is real estate. And um, you know, at the end of the day, if you're having trouble finding deals, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I just can't find it. What I can tell you is you're not solving the right problems. You know, there are people in your market today who are getting foreclosed on, who are getting divorced, who are, have code enforcement issues. They have a need and you, by not contacting them, you're not letting them know of the solution you provide. Exactly. A lot of people don't know what they don't know. Like people don't have, you know, they don't know where to go to for options. So they need you to reach out. Yeah. A lot of what we do is creative financing. That's, that's kind of like our, our bread and butter. And you know, when, before I got into this, I didn't know that any of this existed. I thought the only way to get a house was to go to a bank and ask for a bank's permission to buy a house. And now I know, you know, we bought companies and 16 unit apartment buildings and we just uh, were buying a house from a divorce situation where 
you know, it's a $400,000 house and we're going to end up making, it's, it's actually, uh, I can say, it cause this will be released afterwards. We've actually got it under contract. Now we're going to end up making basically three payments on their behalf and we're going to make a check over 50 grand wow. for just helping somebody else solve a problem. Their problem is they're getting divorced and don't want to deal with each other. Guys, we'd love to deal with the problem. Um, so it's like stuff like that, where when you solve solutions, it's easy. Yeah, that's awesome. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So do you, do you have um, any advice for, uh, you know, our audience here, you know, guys that um, haven't, or gals, don't, don't want to forget the ladies. Uh, <laughs> do you have any advice for them uh, to get, started like what should they really look into yeah yeah um so i always start with a there's a book list a a list of books that i recommend um just for anyone getting started entrepreneurially but you'll understand the list as you go here so the richest man in babylon um is a book about finances it's literally the most important book ever written behind whatever your spiritual book is um you know you have your spiritual book that tells you how to behave and then you have your the rich man of Babylon tells you how to behave financially. And I think if we taught that in school, we would have a literally an entirely different country. So I follow that with the alchemist, which is um, both of these are told in what's called parable format, which means they tell, they tell a story to make a point. So it's the rich man of Babylon and the alchemist. And then of course, the one thing um, title kind of gives away the, the concept. Then you have Grant Cardone's the 10 X rule. Mm -hmm. And then the first real estate book is actually the Cashflow Diaries by Jay Massey. Um, oh, wow. He was an inspiration to me because um, I won't give away his whole story, but uh, the short version of his story is he did his first deal in the hospital. Both him and his wife were in the hospital for separate reasons uh, after being recently foreclosed on. And it was like 30 days after being foreclosed on. So mm -hmm. if, if he can do a deal, him and his wife from the hospital 30 days after being foreclosed on, Anyone listening to this can do their first deal. Yeah, that's, that's powerful stuff right there. And, and then, so, um, so that's the, like the mindset piece, right? And then my, my push is always be listening to something. You're in the car. You don't have a radio time. You have audio time. And that's audiobooks, podcasts, this podcast, our podcast, Kings and Queen City, rep. Um, and along with a number of other audiobooks and other things that you can listen to, you know, you need to be spending that time wisely. And then the last thing for anyone getting started is network, 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 network. In Charlotte, you can go to like seven events a day. It's, it's insane here, but other markets aren't like that. So if you don't have a, a huge investor community in your market, create one, start hosting a meetup, start inviting people out to the very first one I did. I, I, co-founded one of the largest meetups here in Charlotte. And the very first one was done at an IHOP. We'd meet in IHOP once a week. We went to IHOP and we said, guys, what's your slowest night? Happened to be Wednesday. Hey, do you mind if we bring people in to talk about real estate on Wednesday and we can just use that little extra room over there? It literally got to the point where we're standing room only in an IHOP. 40 plus people <laughs> in an IHOP. Now, guys, we're not going there for the food, I promise. But, you know, when you do stuff like that and then go back to the you know, 50 leads a day and skip trace that we talked about earlier. You can't lose with that combination if you're willing to put in the work. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Like even the, the funny thing though about, uh, you know, like hosting a meetup like that, it's, it is work, but 
you know, I, I don't know about you, but I'm a big, I'm an avid fan of networking. Like that's how I get pretty much any of my deals. Uh, you know, I have no marketing whatsoever except for uh, networking to, uh, you know, build, build rapport with people. So like, I, I don't know about you, but it doesn't seem like too much work to me just talking to people. We're, so I, I had the advantage of my twin brother. I, I have a twin brother. He's my business partner. So when I go network, it appears like I'm at twice as many locations as I am because there's two of me. And um, when we first started, we literally worked every day from 6 a.m. We were in the office until 1130 every night, every day, except if we went to network. If I went to network, then I could go home after networking was over. And so I got to go home normally about half an hour early if I went networking. And so we kind of like, it was a reward for ourselves to be able to go out and network, meet with people doing what we're doing, and then, um, you know, get home, get, get an extra 20 minutes of sleep or something. And I had the commitment to do it. And, you know, it's all of this is, is about the commitment and you attract into your life what you want in it. And so when I say, I really want to network, but Netflix is pretty important to me, you're telling the universe not to, not to give it to you. You know, you, you go walking by a penny on the ground, well, if you won't pick up a penny, why would the universe give you a dollar? If you won't pick up a dollar, why is the universe going to give you a assignment fee of $5,000? It's, it's all, it's all connected. And, um, for us, networking is huge. It's like you, we do very little marketing. Most of our deals come to us. Um, I until recently didn't have a website. We, we've pulled one up because we're going to start doing some, some SEO stuff, but, um, that's just another stream to continue with what we already have going. That's awesome. Man. The, the, providing so much value right now to all the listeners. It, it's, it's incredible. Just, we should start charging for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, uh, we started out a long time ago and um, a lot of, I'm going to go off topic here, so I apologize, but Hey, it's Taylor Pew. It's what you get. Um, a lot of people, the networking thing is so important because a lot of people when they go home like I've got that great support system my twin brother is my partner my wife is a hundred percent on board and so I've got like this huge centric team that supports what I do a lot of people though they go they go home from their networking events and you know they get there late because they're they're leaving work and they have to leave early because they've got the kids to put in bed and they get home and their significant others like oh you were at that real estate thing and it's their way of downplaying like no I'm not at that real estate thing I'm at a real estate meeting where it's going to change my life and our family tree's life for five generations to come because the passive income it's going to help me develop. And, you know, a lot of people don't have that huge support system like I do. And it's really one of the reasons that we started doing the networking because I saw that there were people that didn't have the support or they, they'd leave defeated because they were like, man, I'm not keeping up with so-and-so and none of it's a race. It's, it's all about what you can do in your time and at your pace. And, you know, it's, it's sad that they compare to like what I'm doing or what you guys are doing and think, oh, well, I'm not there yet. Well, guess what, guys? I look to other people and I think, hey, guess what? I'm not there yet. Yeah. And so when, when you get to that next level, it just makes you look up, up the, to the next step. And, you know, you're, you're not racing anybody but you. So if you're on the one, if you're on one unit a quarter, great for you guys. If you're on one unit a year, amazing. If you were to only buy four units in your lifetime, 
you will make more money than social security. Nothing else. And so this like buy one unit every 10 years, guys, and that's okay if it's okay with you. I'm just trying to get on a much bigger path and, and we're planning for 300 years down the road. So we have to establish something a lot bigger. If you're just planning for you and the next generation, guys, you don't need what we have. You're not planning that far ahead. That's okay. We're just trying to get to that, you know, 300 years from now. And uh, for us, it's a little different, but if it's, if, if four units is all you need, get to what you need at your pace. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. It's kind of funny you mention that because um, like I've, I've told a lot of people lately that I'm looking to like, I'm 29 right now. I'm looking to retire by the time I'm 35. Um, and then, you know, like right now I'm very, very active trying to get like, you know, most basically doing one purchasing one deal a month type of deal. Um, but I know that once I'm 35 and I'm a lot more established and relaxed, I could do that pace of like, if I want to one a year, you know, or none a year because, you know, real estate. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had talked about it earlier and I kind of alluded to it. Um, so at one point I bought a 16 unit, um, it was nine duplexes, but 16 unit apartment complex is how we refer to it. Um, mm -hmm. And I had spent two years managing that as opposed to spending two years growing my business. And so I myself should be two years further ahead than where I am right now because for two years I self-managed. And so uh, Ninja trip number 47 or whatever number we're on, um, as soon as possible, stop managing. And this includes with the first unit. Say you get a, your first units, uh, I don't know what the most recent one you bought, what does it rent for? Let's use that example. Uh, let me see. Um, the most, okay. The most recent that I fully rented, I guess would be, uh, three, uh, two bedroom apartments, 1700 for each unit. It, well, two of the units. And then, the other one, so, 1650. So one unit, how much is one unit? 1700. Okay. So for $170, you can get property management to take that on a month. My mm -hmm. hourly fee, you know, I, I suggest that I'm worth something like $300 an hour. That means that if I have to answer two phone calls a month for that property, it was cheaper to outsource it to someone else. And you really have to think about it in that scale. You know, a lot of people think, oh, well, it cost me 170 a month. No. It costs you four, 40 hours a month because the amount of time that you have to dedicate, say, if you had to go pick up one toilet and drop it off on site, that's now three hours of your time. Mm. You've, now, you've now lost money because you should have had somebody else managing that property. Mm. And on, on the lower end properties, you know, 800, hey, you're going you're gonna to complain about $80. Like your time is way more valuable than $80 for sure. And so uh, building in that, that property management from day one is absolutely key. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I self-manage my, uh, my property just because I'm also a contractor. So I have the, uh, you know, the employees to actually do it, you know? Um, so when a tenant calls me, Hey, um, you know, toilets clogged or whatever, thank God I haven't had those calls, but still, you know, if, and when I do get those calls, you know, we're able to, handle it yeah you're and you're absolutely right your catch there is that you have the the team already in place mm -hmm. and so um for most individual investors they're not going to have that in place from day one and so your uh your situation i would i would say is just a little varied from from that perspective but that's awesome you can do that right you're saving there is an expense you're saving there um 
where other people aren't going to have that team built in, unfortunately. Yeah, you have to you have to have it built out before you do that. Oh, bless you, brother. <laughs> so, uh, Taylor, so how how can um, people find you on uh, social media, on Facebook, on uh, I don't know if you're on Instagram, um, and whatever other platforms you're on. Yeah, sure. So socially, we're on Facebook, um, Instagram, and YouTube, and it's under the Kings in Queen City, repping my, my hoodie. Um, and man, it's it's awesome being Charlotte and have hoodie weather. But we're we're on social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, Kings in Queen City. And then if you just want to call me directly, you can call the same exact number my wife calls, 704-728-7880. And uh, you can reach me directly there. Uh, find me on Facebook, send me a friend request, whatever. I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. I had somebody one time, Taylor, I've been trying to call you for three weeks. Okay. My phone hasn't left my hand in three weeks or hasn't been out of reach. So if you were trying to call me, you clearly weren't. So, um, yeah, that's where I can be found. We uh, love talking real estate. So if you have something going on, um, you know, we, we offer some mentoring. If that's something you're interested in moving a little quicker, but it's not something we push because there's so much free information out there. You can do this by yourself. Yeah. But if you're in a situation where time is more valuable to you and you don't want to go out and look for these free resources and you don't want to, you know, there's, there's, I won't even name them because I'll, I'll miss somebody and somebody will get offended. There's literally so many great opportunities out there for you to get it for free. But if you didn't want to do that and you wanted someone to look over your shoulder and push you forward and motivate you and keep you on task, that's something we offer. Um, I won't talk about it on air, but if you're interested, reach out about that as well. Yeah, that's all. That's excellent um, to have that, you know, because uh, people, a lot of times, I feel like <clears throat> even though all that info is out there, they either don't know how to find it or they don't know what's uh, the right information because there's so much information. It's, it's almost like information overload sometimes. And yeah. you know, just having that person to kind of guide you along and say hey you know i've been doing it for like last five ten years and to me this is the right way to do it you know and they're not wrong yeah. I, I always tell people when well do you have rentals already awesome then you did it right like nothing nothing i'm going to say is going to change it or i talk about ratios that i want to buy when i buy mm -hmm. oh well, i didn't do that okay do you have a rental uh-huh is it making money uh-huh okay you you did it right it, it doesn't matter and people get too tied up in, well, I, I want to do the B-R-R-R-R-Q-R-R-R strategy. Okay. Um, so do that. There's not, a, there's not a right and wrong way to do this business. The whole point is that if you have a job and you pass away, your job will replace you before your funeral. It's a fact. And you can't leave your high paying position at your job to your kids. My real estate and my companies, I can leave to my children. And they can leave to their children. And so it's this whole entire different mindset where, you know, you get there. And what I, I find personally with my mentoring students, every single one of them knows what to do. Every single one of them wants me to be there for accountability. They need somebody because maybe they don't have the team like I do to keep me accountable. They need somebody that can keep them accountable. And so we have a call once a week and um, plan the week out. And then normally Wednesday, so after, um, after we're done here, it's actually Wednesday today we're recording this. 
um, I'll be checking in and seeing how their progress has gone in the week. And then if we need to jump on a follow-up, I, I follow up with them. But they just need somebody to keep them focused and on path is what I find, you know, uh, information is not lacking in most cases. Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, you know, like that's kind of why uh, it's funny, even with this podcast, that's kind of why I had uh, like, uh, you know, like I, I brought it up to Joey a couple months ago because like, I was like, I know myself, if I do this myself, then I, you know, there'd be some days I'm not trying to, you know, talk to new people. There'd be some days that I forget all about it. And Joey keeps me on track with that hundred percent. And same thing with our rehabs and everything. Yeah, um, it's the same. You know? I'll be honest, Joey, uh, Joey had messaged me actually a couple of times and I, I'm terrible at returning messages. So I'm sure he's like, man, this dude's just ignoring me. But, um, <laughs> because of a funny joke which we won't go into we ended up reconnecting over the weekend we're able to get back on um back on the schedule so uh in any case uh glad to, glad you guys had me here i really appreciate it um i always love that value if you're listening man keep playing it keep getting the value keep following the lead and i know you can do this awesome uh, thank you taylor for uh, being part of the show um I don't know if you had any questions in mind, Joey. No, uh, we, you know, we went through a lot. So um, again, I want to thank you for popping on with us. Um, it's, it's, you know, a pleasure to having someone like you on our show. Awesome. Thanks, thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.